This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Here's some good news for anyone shopping for a used car right now in the U.S. Used car prices are falling fast. According to the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index, which tracks wholesale used car prices sold at Mannheim auctions, prices fell 4.2% in June compared to May, which is the largest drop since the pandemic started. And if you compare it to a year ago, they're down 10%. We think that used car prices could be dropping because as new car inventory goes up, more people are deciding to buy a new car instead of a used one. Contract talks between the UAW and the Detroit 3 automakers kicks off on Thursday, and we think these could be the most intense negotiations in decades. The UAW wants to end the two-tier wage system. It wants to restore cost of living adjustments, and it wants benefits that were cut when the automakers were bailed out during the Great Recession. And one sign that the negotiations will be contentious is that UAW President Sean Fain refuses to do the customary handshake with the corporate CEOs at the kickoff of negotiations. He says he'll shake their hands once they reach a, quote, deal that reflects the needs of the workers. And we fully expect there to be a strike. The only questions are how long it will last and how damaging it will be. Last November, Renault and Geely announced plans to make ICE powertrains together, and now they've signed a binding agreement to establish a new 50-50 joint venture. They'll run 17 plants around the world with 19,000 employees that aim to make up to 5 million internal combustion engines and transmissions a year. The new joint venture will operate completely separate from its parent companies, and will be free to develop whatever powertrains it thinks it needs to meet future demands. The engines will mainly be used in hybrid and plug-in hybrid vehicles, and eventually they think they'll be able to provide powertrain solutions for 80% of the global ICE and hybrid market. Not only will Renault and Geely buy the powertrains, but so will their partners, including Volvo, Nissan, and Mitsubishi. However, the plan also includes adding more partners and supplying engines and transmissions to other third-party car brands. Gas and oil giant Aramco says it wants to invest in the joint venture, and we expect more. In fact, we think we're going to see a lot more of this. As ICE sales decline, the factories that make them will start to become unprofitable. The crossover point is going to be when EVs hit about 20% market share and that's going to trigger a lot more consolidation in the powertrain business. Solid-state batteries are about to hit the market. Chinese automaker NIO has updated its vehicle user manual to include its new 150-kilowatt-hour semi-solid-state battery pack, which launches in its ES6 SUV this month. A semi-solid-state battery has one electrode with a liquid electrolyte and the other has a solid electrolyte, instead of both being liquid like most batteries today. The pack weighs 575 kilograms, or a bit over 1,250 pounds. As you would expect, that's heavier than its old biggest battery, which is 100 kilowatt hours. But it's still the same size, and the cells are also much more energy dense at 261 watt hours per kilogram. 
that's about 45% higher than the 100 kilowatt hour pack. The ES6 with the new battery will have an estimated 930 kilometers or 577 miles of range. On top of being more compact, solid state batteries offer faster charging and there's still more gains to be made with fully solid state batteries. Car sales in China fell 2.9% last month compared to May, and exports fell 1.7%. Industry analysts say the Chinese economy seems to be recovering far slower from COVID lockdowns than they expected. Even so, for the first half of the year, China exported 2.1 million vehicles, up 75% from last year. That includes 534,000 EVs and PHEVs. And those exports are really helping automakers to keep their assembly plants humming. And many of those exports are headed to Europe, which is worrying automakers there. Renault's chairman, Jean-Dominique Sennard, told Reuters, and I quote here, a Chinese storm is gathering over Europe's EV sector. He's especially worried about China deciding to limit exports of gallium and germanium which are critical metals needed to make EVs and computer chips. Sennard says that if there is a geopolitical crisis, European battery factories would grind to a halt if they can't get the raw materials that they need. And getting back to those limits, China says it will stop exports of gallium and germanium beginning on August 1st. And that kicked off a global frenzy to stockpile as much as the metals as possible before those limits go into effect. But it doesn't seem to be a permanent ban. Gallium and germanium producers have to apply for new exports, and after that, they will likely be able to resume shipping the metals. China would hurt its own electronics industry if it crippled Western companies. But it does show the power of China's control of critical raw materials. Reuters reports that Chinese gallium companies drove most competitors out of the business by underpricing them over the last decade. Some people are skeptical of fuel cells, but some automakers are investing to develop the technology, including Hyundai, GM, Honda, Mercedes, and Toyota. In fact, Toyota says it will start producing hydrogen fuel cells for heavy-duty trucks in Kentucky starting in December and it's the first time Toyota will produce the system outside of Japan. The company didn't say how many it will build in Kentucky, but it did say it will be in low volume. The company also revealed that it will introduce a next-gen fuel cell system in 2026 that will cut costs in half, increase range by up to 20%, and improve durability compared to diesel engines. Toyota is targeting 200,000 fuel cell sales globally by 2030, and to help reach that goal, it will also start selling vehicles in Europe and China. And speaking of hydrogen, German supplier Mala announced it will supply engine manufacturer Dutz with components to make internal combustion engines that run on hydrogen. The first use will be for stationary engines starting in 2024, and in the future, 
the engines will be used in construction and agricultural equipment. But it shows that hydrogen can breathe new life into IC engines, even in a zero-carbon world. Well, now you can paint the walls of your house or office the same color as your Porsche. The sports car maker teamed up with paint company Backdrop to offer four colors that celebrate Porsche's history. Those colors include Irish Green, Speed Yellow, Ruby Star, and Riviera Blue. The paint comes in a custom design can and also includes a Porsche 75 keychain to celebrate Porsche's 75th anniversary. And that's how much each gallon costs, 75 bucks. A group of retired automotive executives decided to help inventors and startups break into the automotive industry. So they started a contest to identify the best innovations out there, and contestants have to make their pitch to these execs, sort of like the television show Shark Tank. And then the execs pick the best of the best. It's called GAMIC, or the Global Automotive and Mobility Innovation Challenge. And we're going to have the top four winners on Autoline After Hours this Thursday. And we think you'll be blown away by what they've invented. So be sure to tune in. But that's all for today's show. Thanks for joining us. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility, manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.